0: Hello, I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball and the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto has an amazing selection for just about any kind of vehicle at reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com For the season previews, every day I do a topic, then preview one American League and one National League team for fantasy purposes. In today's episode, we're going to try and forecast ERA, which is not easy, uh, before previewing the New York Yankees and Philadelphia Phillies. So let's start with ERA. There are challenges predicting ERA because it tends to fluctuate uh, for most pitchers. Uh, But one way uh, to reduce the impact of of luck is to compare ERA to expected fielding independent pitching. Now, this is not a sure thing. It's just more have some information, have some idea which players uh, you might want to believe in a little bit more. So here are some pitchers who it might be a little bit easier to believe in uh, with Better expected fielding independent pitching compared to their ERA over the past three seasons. So first, uh, there's Boston's Nick Pavetta, uh, who has a 3.92 expected fielding independent pitching compared to a 5.10 ERA. Now that ERA is probably high enough that you're not going to take Nick Pavetta, uh, but maybe this is the kind of thing that puts him on your radar. Keep an eye on him for his first few starts. If if the results are are promising, maybe then you look to grab him off the waiver wire. Uh, Colorado's John Gray. Now. I mean you can make a whole statement here about whether it's too risky to take Colorado pitchers uh, but John Gray uh, fielding independent ex- expected fielding independent pitching in the past 3 seasons 3.88 uh, compared to a 4.76 ERA and and Gray's history is kind of you know one season not so bad one season pretty rough one season not so bad another season pretty rough so I I don't know that you need to rush out for John Gray before before uh he ends up on the waiver wire but uh just another one to put on your radar. Now, uh, Tampa Bay's Chris Archer uh, has expected fielding independent pitching of 3.94 compared to an ERA of 4.70 over the past three seasons. Now, that might make you a little bit uh, intrigued because the 4.70 ERA means Archer is not going to be uh, going early uh, in fantasy drafts, but there's a chance that he kind of resurrects his career with his return to Tampa Bay. And uh, not, not that this is going to mean you definitely reach for Chris Archer, and and this is probably still a late round uh, idea. But you, you probably w- would want to keep him in mind uh, that there is a chance that uh, getting back to Tampa Bay uh, might uh, might bring some some better results uh, for Colorado. Again, Herman Marquez, feeling in, expected feeling independent pitching, three point four zero compared to a four point one four ERA. Now. You know, the the Colorado factor here uh, still remains. It's hard to uh, take a pitcher, even one as good as Marquez, and not understand that there's going to be risk uh, for uh, ERA in Colorado. Now, that's just part of the deal. Uh, Boston's Chris Sale. Uh, expected fielding independent pitching of 2.61 compared to a 3.21 ERA. Well, really, if if Sale is healthy, you're going to be interested. So that there's not much... Uh, new information to that, uh, but it's just a matter of uh, when he's going to be ready to pitch this season and, and you know, I guess how how quickly that uh, you're going to be prepared to take that risk uh, on him. Philadelphia's Vince Velasquez, uh, expected fielding independent pitching of 4.35 compared to a 4.95 ERA. See, that ERA is high enough that uh, you probably don't need to make a move on him and the, you know, we'll get to the Phillies uh, later, but uh, he also might find himself in the bullpen this season anyway. Uh, Cincinnati's Tyler Maley, who's kind of an interesting uh, one this year, has a 4.27 expected fielding independent pitching, which is not great, uh, but it's been getting better. Uh, and his ERA of 4.82 over the past three seasons. But Maley has been making progress and 2020, uh, 20 was pretty effective. Uh, he's kind of a, a nice sleeper slash breakthrough uh, candidate for 2021. Now, uh, the Mets, Carlos Carrasco, uh, talked about him uh, on the Mets preview, that he is, you know, consistent and reliable, uh, and his expected fielding independent pitching over the past three seasons is 3.19, really good, uh, 3.73 ERA in that time, and, and basically that's the 2019 season, the season that he was diagnosed with leukemia, uh, th- that's the one sort of aberration uh, on Carlos Carrasco's uh, record. Otherwise, over the past seven years, he's been really consistent uh, and effective. Uh, and then we've got a couple uh, from the Angels. Dylan Bundy, uh, who kind of broke through last season, uh, 4.31 expected fielding independent pitching compared to a 4.83 ERA. Uh, and Andrew Heaney, who has 3.91 expected fielding independent pitching compared to a 4.42 ERA. Now Heaney's uh, big issue is health, uh, and that, uh, <laughs> that whether he has a good ERA or not uh, is somewhat irrelevant if he starts 14 games this year. And, and uh, so that that's going to rule over top of the. Uh, of any statistical changes for him. Uh, but in case of Bundy, uh, you might look at last season's results and say, well, he was kind of due uh, for, for something better uh, than what he'd had in Baltimore the, the years before. So now let's take a look on the other end of the spectrum, uh, some pitchers that may become a little bit more risk that have, have a good ERA. But if you look at expected fielding independent pitching, uh, might indicate some, some trouble. Uh, and so Sandy Alcantara uh, from Miami is one uh, has a 3.69 ERA, uh, expected fielding independent pitching of five. Uh, and so I, I'd be I'd be wary uh, of taking Alcantara uh, at any time really uh, with that. Uh, now Oakland's Chris Bassett, who emerged as their surprise ace last year, uh, has a 3.29 ERA over the past three seasons, 4.56 expected fielding independent pitching and. Uh, maybe you could look at Bassett's numbers last year and expect that regression is coming, uh, but this would sort of uh, reinforce that notion. Uh, also in Oakland, Mike Fires, uh, 3.85 ERA in the past three seasons, 4.99 expected fielding independent pitching. Uh, and at the state of his career, you could also expect that maybe the um, you know age is also starting to catch up with fires as well. Uh, for the Cubs, uh, Zach Davies, who had a career season, Uh, for San Diego last year Uh, but over the past three years has a 3.63 RA and a 4.76 expected fielding independent pitching so uh, you really have to believe I guess that last year was a a legitimate breakthrough for Davies that you know his higher strikeout rate is is something he can continue with uh, and you know maybe you don't expect any RA under three in in fact I would suggest that's probably not not a something you should be anticipating uh, but I would basically say tread cautiously uh, when it comes to Zach Davies. Uh, Kansas City's Brad Keller uh, has a three point five zero ERA, four point five eight expected fielding independent pitching over the past three seasons. Keller doesn't strike out a ton of guys, and so he's always kind of a, a risky uh, pick. Uh, but you know he was really effective uh, last season in a small sample. Uh, Toronto Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, for the past three seasons, he has a 2.30 ERA. His expected fielding independent pitching is 3.26, which is still good. Uh, and so I think the you, you don't necessarily learn a lot here because you would look at uh, Rue with a 2.30 ERA and quite reasonably surmise that he shouldn't be able to, you know, carry on a, a, an ERA at that level. That's, that's remarkably low. Uh, and so there's probably some regression coming and maybe expected fielding independent pitching just tells you that, yes, there probably is some regression coming, uh, for Hyun Jin Ryu. Uh, Cincinnati's Wade Miley, uh, 3.64 ERA over the past three seasons with some, some real ups and downs there. Uh, 4.47 expected fielding independent pitching. He's probably a, a low-end fantasy option, uh, if, if not waiver wire fodder. Uh, San Diego's Mike Clevenger, who's going to miss the 2021 season. He has a 2.91 ERA over the past three years, uh, 3.63 expected fielding independent pitching. And so, uh, Clevenger, as I say, he's going to miss all of 2021. So uh, he'll be a whole whole new uh, case when, when you're evaluating for 2022. Uh, Detroit, uh, Julio Teran, uh, the former Braves ace who who really struggled uh, with the Angels last season, uh, has a 4.39 ERA and a 5.10 uh, expected fielding independent pen and pitching. And that, you know, the fact that he's also trying to battle for a spot in the Detroit rotation, that's probably enough reason to hold off on Julio Teran. And then, uh, how about Jacob Degrom, uh, New York Mets pitcher? Over the past three seasons, is a two point one zero ERA. His expected fielding independent pitching is two point eight zero. So maybe uh, Jacob Degrom shouldn't be expected to have a two point one zero ERA uh, going forward. But that's also kind of in the same boat as Hyun Jin Ryu. He's just been so good. Uh, you can't reasonably expect that uh, that that's going to continue at, at that level. Uh, and so. I, I don't think you necessarily learn anything there by on the Rue and Degrom fronts. Uh, they've been really uh, effective over the past three seasons. You're still going to take them uh, high in in your drafts, uh, but it's also fair to to expect that maybe uh, the ERA will go up a bit. Rock auto is an online parts source where you can get just about anything for any type of vehicle. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. So now let's look at the New York Yankees. We'll start right fielder Aaron Judge, probably looking third or fourth round because there's uh, for as much as health has been an issue for Judge, he's still a huge power source. Past three seasons, he has 63 home runs and 1,059 plate appearances, hitting .274 with a 917 OPS. He's really good, but he's also missed 142 games in the past three seasons. So that's why he he slides down the draft board a little bit, uh, because you just can't trust a judge to stay healthy. Uh, of course, the upside is if he stays healthy and, and plays a full season, maybe you get a, a repeat of his 2017 when he was, uh, you know, one of the best players in baseball. Uh, second baseman, DJ LeMayhew, probably in the fourth round in that area. In two seasons with the Yankees, hitting 3.36 with a 9.22 OPS, better than he ever was in Colorado. Uh, maybe a little unexpected, but getting that kind of production at second base position that isn't uh, full of, of great hitters uh, makes Lemahieu even more valuable. Uh, shortstop Gleber Torres, probably also in the in the fourth round or so, uh, struggled in 2020 uh, after an incredible season in 2019, uh, Body also performed well uh, in a short postseason stint. Uh, so there, there's some hope. Uh, that his 2020 was an aberration, uh, and you know, given his age and and what he had produced in in uh, 2018 and 2019, it's pretty reasonable to uh, expect bigger and better things from Gleber Torres. Uh, then we move down, uh, maybe around the tenth round, uh, for DH Giancarlo Stanton, who has incredible power. He has consistently uh, hit the ball harder than anyone, and he consistently misses games. He's played a total of 41 games in the past two seasons, and so. You can uh, look at his track record and think, oh, wouldn't it be great to get another 59 home run season, uh, but you, you should be happy if if he plays you know, 120 games. If he plays uh, 100 games, that, that's probably an achievement based on, on what we've seen in recent years. Uh, center fielder Aaron Hicks, probably also around the 10th round. In 2018, it looks like he peaked a bit with 27 home runs, 11 stolen bases, but his batting average is tends to be a little shaky too. Uh, as you might expect, he has a 235 career batting average, so um, his appeal uh, can sort of wane if that batting average starts to slide. Uh, around the mid-rounds uh, of a draft is third baseman Giovanni Ursula, Not quite as good in 2020 as he was in 2019, but still still impressive and potentially good value uh, as a third baseman who could hit you 20 home runs. And in two seasons with the Yankees, hitting 310 with an 881 OPS. He just keeps that going. Um, that's plenty, plenty good uh, at the hot corner. Uh, across the diamond, first baseman Luke Voigt. Maybe not the most complete player, but in 744 plate appearances in the past two seasons, he has 43 home runs. So yeah, there, there will come a time in your uh, in your draft where you, you're maybe looking at your lineup thinking you don't have enough home runs, and, and Luke Voigt may be uh, waiting there to answer the call. Uh, <laughs> also, you might get uh, the same thing from catcher Gary Sanchez, uh, who has two 30 home run seasons to his credit, was on pace for 27 last season, he also hit 147 last year. So yes, it's a small sample and, and you shouldn't judge too much, uh, but it's the second time in the past three seasons that uh, Sanchez has finished with a batting average under 200. So uh, that is a, a very real risk uh, for fantasy purposes. And uh, yes, you can look at the the home runs and at some point you're going to want to make, you'll make that trade-off. But, you know, if you, could be, if you could be confident that Gary Sanchez would hit you 250 or 260 along with that, that power, well, then he'd be a high-end option. Uh, at catcher. And as it is, you know, maybe in the middle rounds, uh, you you start uh, to think about it, because, well, there aren't a lot of great hitting catchers, and, and at least Sanchez does have uh, plus power there. Then, uh, left fielder Clint Frazier, probably a late round pick, because he's always battling for playing time. He's played 108 games over the past two seasons and has 20 home runs, hitting 267 with an 844 OPS. You know, it could play if you got Frazier uh, into a, a really regular role. But uh, as it has gone so far with the Yankees is uh, he can kind of go in, in short spurts uh, where you you scoop him up off the waiver wire and maybe he's good for a couple of weeks and well, then he loses playing time again and, or he gets hurt and then it's just been we haven't had a, a season yet where Clint Frazier has been able to you know play 130 or 140 games for the Yankees that but you know maybe 2021 is his opportunity uh, and then you probably don't need to draft Brett Gardner uh, because his batting average is sinking and his playing time is starting to fade uh, at this late stage of his career. Uh, but he does have some value. There is you know, some power and he still steals bases occasionally that, uh, that when you're h- hitting the waiver wire and in need of somebody who can kind of tide you over for a little while, Brett Gardner uh, will probably uh, still come up again this season. Uh, for the Yankees pitching staff, uh, start with Garrett Cole, who's a first round pick. Uh, In the past three seasons, a 2.71 ERA, 0.96 whip, 12.9 strikeouts per nine, and he's won 42 games in the past three seasons, more than any other starter. Uh, And with the Yankees expecting to contend and Cole is the ace of the staff, he's probably a pretty reliable uh, option uh, at the top of the, uh, the Yankees rotation. And then we get some question marks. Maybe around the eighth round, you consider Corey Kluber. He was outstanding from 2014 through 2018, but he's pitched 36 and two-thirds innings uh, in the past two seasons. And so it becomes a, a leap of faith, basically, to, to expect, one, that Kluber will be healthy, but two, that even after two years of, you know, basically being lost, that he'll be able to get back to being a, a really effective starter in 2021. Uh, also, starting pitcher Jamison Tyon, uh, maybe a mid-round pick. Uh, and this is for someone who has pitched 37 to third innings over the past two seasons. So he, he's got two more outs than Kluber in the past two seasons. Uh, but, you know, Tyon's you know, promise that he was showing in Pittsburgh before that, th- this is why the Yankees w- went out to acquire him. Is that there's, there's a hope that if, if he's healthy, uh, he can easily be a mid-rotation starter for them. Uh, then there's uh, starting pitcher Jordan Montgomery. Uh, who, who was solid as a rookie in 2017 in three seasons since he's pitched 75 and a third innings. Uh, I seem to be noticing a trend here with the Yankees. You have a bunch of guys that you can't trust uh, to stay healthy and, and odds are some of them won't. Uh, and you know, you may, maybe that means you take these guys a little bit later or, or, or you maybe you leave them off your draft board altogether. Uh, but there is some potential there. And, and, uh, at some point it, it's going to be worth, uh, taking the, the gamble, uh, Also, same with Luis Severino, uh, who's going to be back at some point in 2021. He had Tommy John surgery in February of 2020. uh, And in 66 starts uh, for the seasons before, uh, he needed surgery. Uh, Severino had a 3.13 ERA, 1.09 whip, and 10.6 strikeouts per nine. I mean, if he comes back and is that guy, uh, he is, you know, shoots right up to uh, number two spot behind Cole in the Yankee rotation. But, you're obviously going to have to be patient because he's not uh, ready to start the season. Uh, then there's Domingo Herman, who won 18 games in 2019 for the Yankees, but also seems to be kind of erratic off the field. He might be a worth a late round flyer. And, and given the, the questionable health of, of other Yankee starters, just having somebody who, who could uh, step in and, and give you uh, a regular turn every fifth day, uh, there might be value in that. You know, we're, we're not, We wouldn't say that about every team, but, but you expect the Yankees that are, are contending and uh, their starting pitchers should have a chance to win games. Uh, on, in the bullpen, there's Ereldis Chapman, who has apparently added a splitter uh, in the offseason, which should be sufficiently devastating with his 100-mile-per-hour-plus fastball. Uh, Chapman you know, occasionally uh, goes through some, some bouts where he's inconsistent, but overall uh, is one of the premier closers in baseball. And again, if you're doing if you're closing games for a team that, you know, has hopes of winning in the high 90s or maybe even 100 games, then, you know, that that's a pretty reliable spot. Uh, now, given the, the question marks in that Yankees rotation in terms of health, uh, you'd probably keep an eye on their prospects, too. Uh, starting pitchers Davy Garcia uh, and Clark Schmidt are kind of knocking on the door. Uh, and so, yes, they're probably not going to, you know, bump Tyone or Montgomery out, out of the rotation, uh, but... If any of those guys uh, start running into health problems, the Yankees do have some arms kind of waiting in the wings. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball is just around the corner. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to Place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BETONLINE, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, for a while now. Built Bar is a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, it's a classic. Salted Caramel against Cookie Dough Chunk. Now, we've gone through several matchups so far in this bracket, and a lot of times I have one that I strongly prefer. This one, I like them both. Salted Caramel is one of my absolute favorites. Cookie Dough Chunk is a great bar too. I'm going to lean with Salted Caramel because I have... I have long been touting uh, the salted caramel bar, but you really can't go wrong on this one. So go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We're counting down the days to opening day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Next Wednesday, March 24th, the Locked On MLB podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. Follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Send me your questions. I'm at by Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. So let's take a look at the Philadelphia Phillies. Another team that should be contenders, uh, but I don't think they, they have expectations quite as high as the New York Yankees. Uh, so start in right field, Bryce Harper. Probably about a fourth round pick. He's pretty much good for 35 home runs. He may hit 260 or 270. Better, He's better value in an on-base percentage league. Uh, also, he started to run a little bit more in recent seasons, so he's probably good for double-digit steals. Uh, and so Harper is a pretty valuable player, as is catcher JT Realmuto probably a fourth or fifth round pick, high end production at a position with very few offensive threats, uh, and the fact that he is a uh, a consistent uh, offensive producer already that that makes him uh, all the more valuable at that spot. You know, you can go through some of the other contenders at catcher and and they have ups and downs and uh, you don't you don't have sustained production. In Real Muto's case, uh, it's kind of been there uh, for the past several seasons now. Uh, then a third base uh, for Philadelphia, Alec Baum. Maybe you're looking eighth or ninth round, and there's some projection here. He hit 338 with an .881 OPS last season, but he also had a 410 batting average on balls in play. That's not going to last. So he's still a very promising young hitter, uh, but you know, beware—he's probably not going to hit 338 again. Maybe around the tenth round or so, consider first baseman Reese Hoskins. He's reliable power—you know, you could get 30 home runs out of him—but he's also a 239 career hitter. Uh, we talked about uh, in a previous podcast about how. Batting averages have gone down. So the fact that he's hitting 239 is not quite as devastating as it, as it used to be, uh, but it's certainly not an asset uh, to, to be hitting at that rate either. So uh, Hoskins, you know, when you're looking for a 30 home run uh, boost at first base, you know, he'll still be out there. Uh, shortstop, Didi Gregorius, probably a middle round pick. One thing, he doesn't run a whole lot for a shortstop. So there's a bit of a trade off there, but he's turned into a pretty consistent power hitter uh, who, if he's healthy, uh, can give you 25 home runs. And second baseman, Gene Segura, probably still a mid-round pick or maybe mid to late. Uh, he, he had a bit of a down season in 2020, but has potential to give you double-digit home runs, double-digit steals, and has a 285 career batting average. So if you know if you got 12 home runs and 12 steals out of Gene Segura while hitting 285, that can probably fill your middle infield spot quite comfortably. Uh, left fielder, Andrew McCutcheon, probably still worth a mid-round pick, uh, but you know he's not what he was during his peak years in Pittsburgh. Uh, in 116 games for the Phillies over the past two seasons, he has 20 home runs, six steals, hitting 255 with a 797 OPS. You know, entirely decent, entirely fine. You can you can plug that into your outfield. Uh, he's not necessarily a difference maker. Uh, the Phillies also have, uh, you know, Adam Hazley and Odibel Herrera battling for playing time. and they, they might uh, share time in center field. And in either case, uh, they're probably more candidates for the waiver wire uh, than, than anything you need to worry about on draft day. Uh, for the pitching staff, uh, start with Aaron Nola, who's probably a second or third round pick. Uh, I took him what second round in the uh, in the Locked On uh, Host uh, draft, and you know it's a 16 team league, so maybe that uh, slides him a little bit. But uh, in the past four seasons, Nola has a 3.23 ERA, 1.14 WHIP, 10.1 strikeouts per nine. You know, just order up one of those, uh, and if he gives you that for 32 starts, that's pretty successful. Uh, also maybe in the fourth round or so consider Zach Wheeler, uh, his past three seasons, he's a 3.53 ERA, 1.19 whip, 8.6 strikeouts per nine. He's not quite at Nola's level, but not too far behind either. Uh, then we get into uh, a little more questionable territory, uh, Zach Eflin, probably worth a mid round pick cause he's been making steady progress. His 2020, uh, flash some, some tempting potential with, uh, you know, with a decent strikeout rate and, uh, ERA finally getting under four, you know, there's certainly not a guarantee. Uh, but, you know, when you're looking for maybe a fifth starter for your uh, your fantasy team, Zach Eflin uh, should be in consideration. Now, when you look to the other starters in, in Philadelphia, you're probably going to be able to wait on them. Uh, Matt Moore has pitched 10 innings in the past two seasons. Uh, Vince Velasquez uh, had control issues in, in 2020, and that, that may steer him towards the bullpen this year. Uh, and then there's prospect Spencer Howard. Uh, if Howard... Uh, you know he he got his first taste of major league uh, hitting last year. Uh, we'll see how he uh, responds uh, this season, like whether he needs a, a little time in the in the minors before getting a, another shot. Uh, but you know he he will be an option surely at some point in 2021. Uh, just you just may not need to to go after him on draft day. Uh, as for the bullpen, uh, which was a real problem area for uh, the the Phillies in uh, in 2020, uh, they've added Archie Bradley. Who who only has 28 career saves, but he may be the, the best option uh, they have. He's been a, a reliable and consistent setup man for for several years now. Uh, the, you know he comes in because Hector Neeris, who who has saved 72 games, uh, is also kind of the face of of last season's bullpen struggles. Uh, you know he had a 4.57 ERA and a 1.71 WHIP, which is just earth shattering, mind blowing, way too high uh, for a closer. Uh, and so that that could cost Neeris. Uh, the spot at, at the end of games and then there's Jose Alvarado who's in one more option uh, in consideration and so when there are these multiple options that does sort of uh, limit the the appeal of any one of them because part of the part of the deal with uh, going for closers and fantasy is you want to make sure they're getting opportunities and so you would expect Archie Bradley uh, should get opportunities and and he might be the best option but uh, he's not so clear-cut and ahead of uh, the other options uh, for the Phillies. So. I would prefer Archie Bradley, uh, but I would also uh, likely be looking at at those picks as late round uh, selections uh, because there is some risk there. And that will do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more stats, more team previews. Uh, Check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey uh, and find these podcasts. Subscribe, rate them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.